And we are live. Hooray! We did it. We are here. Sorry, it's my fault this time. Sorry, guys. No, it's fine. No, it's okay. All good. Uh, hey, did anyone watch Evo last week? Yep. No. I watched most of the finals. I watched the Dragon Ball Z finals. That was really good. Which were ridiculously good. And we should go through the... I got, so I got two things to say about them. First, we should talk about the finals. Second, um, <clears throat> another dude from the top eight, this uh, guy, Nokami, he had a sweet play where he was down to, like, one character left, half health. Mm. The other guy had, like, all three, and he still ended up winning the round. Like, it was this crazy comeback. Um, that one was pretty awesome. I thought you were going to yeah, talk no, about summoning Shenron twice. So that was the finals finals. I was, uh, that's like the second one. So yeah, uh, Paul, did you did you hear about any of this? No. Okay, let me, let me tell you the story because it was like perfect from like a dramatic standpoint. Like yeah. everything you would want it to have happened. Leave happened. me a tale. I'm going to close my eyes and imagine <laughs> it as we go. Okay, right. So um, and feel free to correct me, John, because I don't follow any esports fighting game stuff. So I, I, this is just what I picked up on from Twitter as I was going through yep. and watching. <clears throat> um so there was Sonic Fox who's a furry and mm-hmm. uh Goichi um so Sonic Fox is American Goichi's Japanese they're kind of seen as like the top 2 Dragon Ball fighters fighters yep and uh so it, people expected them to be in the finals and that that's how it happened and so they met each other in the the winners finals and Sonic Fox destroyed uh, winter, winter semis winter semis or no think, actually no, go, you're right yeah because it goes semis winners finals and there's a losers finals then there's grand finals. yeah you're totally right yeah so they met each other in winners finals sonic fox destroys goichi so which sends him down to the losers finals then goichi fights his way through all of the losers finals um wins the losers finals to get a sh- to enter into the grand finals so now it's sonic fox versus goichi again but Sonic Fox only has to win once because he hasn't lost yet, and Goichi needs to win twice because you have to be you have to be you have to lose two times to lo- to be eliminated. Yeah, but it's it's best Go- of three per point basically. So yeah, um, and during that first winners finals uh, round, uh, Goichi summoned Shenron, which like never happens. That is such a rare thing. For those who don't know Dragon Ball Fighters, you need to land like. Isn't it like seven combos that are seven hits and up yes. each one? Then you need to have seven bars of meter and land a combo after that to yep. summon Shenron. And then when summoning Shenron allows you to like bring a character back, uh, get full health on one of your characters, uh, get another burst meet mode, and I forget what the fourth one is. Uh, bring all characters back. Make me invincible, I think, is the, th- the last one, which basically gives you the effect of burst. Your health starts regenerating. Well, then there has to be a fourth because there is one that is that no, is just no, it's, it's regain. Again. It's regain your health. Get an extra burst meter. So you have two. Uh, bring my oh. friends back or make me invincible, which is lets your health regenerate. OK, um, <clears throat> so he had summoned Shenron in the in the winners finals and still lost. And it was just crazy that Shenron was summoned at all because that is it is so rare to see Shenron like it never happens, basically. Um, it's like a, it's like just like a, a joke almost in the game. Like what they just put this in here cause it's fun. It'll never happen though. Anyway. So he, he battles his way, Goichi battles his way through the losers finals. 
uh, back into Grand Finals and destroys Sonic Fox immediately. So now they're like level. Now they've both lost one. So it comes down to like the tiebreaker. And at this, and there's a real good rivalry between these two because like Sonic Fox is like, he's like all like happy go lucky, it seems like. And Goichi is just like stern. He is pissed. Dagger stares. Like he is super serious about this whole thing. But then what happens is, and this was just kind of crazy. Uh, so when Sonic Fox got destroyed, when Goichi came back in, he asked for a, uh, a, a side, side switch, switch yeah. which everyone was like, this is this has been a rule, but no one's asked to switch sides since like 2011, like the arcade days. Um, and so they said, no, you can you can still do it. And they like flipped a coin and, and he won the coin toss. So they switched sides and he totally said afterwards, yeah, it was just to like freeze out the opponent to like throw him off his game. No, he said and that it, he worked. said it wasn't to do that. It was to he just felt more comfortable on the other side. No, I think he said both. Really? Maybe I'm mistaken. He, I, I thought remember, he had said both. If he tweeted both, then let's see here. Um, uh, well, I'm getting sec. I'm going from secondhand knowledge. I didn't like read his tweets. I did uh, read his tweet, and I'm pretty sure he said that he. That's gonna take a bit to find it because there's so many other damn. Anyway, tweets I'll, I'll just I'll just finish up what happened. Um, so they're they're battling again, and Ko- Goichi summons Shenron for a second time, and again loses. So Sonic Fox wins the whole thing. But like it was crazy just seeing these like the things going on. The joke was uh, I was seeing on Twitter is because in Dragon Ball Z, Shenron, sometimes he can't grant your wish because he doesn't have enough power. And it was like Goichi was like, give me what's your wish? Give me the power to beat Sonic Fox. And he's like, I don't I cannot grant your wish. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then a, a really good tweet I saw was it was like they there was like the ranking of the fighters. And it was like everyone else from the winners eight was at like, I don't know, B tier or whatever. And then Goichi and then so Sonic Fox was A tier and then Goichi was S tier. But then Sonic Fox facing the other direction was like S plus tier. OK, yeah, which yeah. That one I thought was pretty good. Too. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyways, that was just like super exciting uh, to watch. I was trying to like explain it to my girlfriend who did not care. Um, right. But if, if you have like any small interest in like fighting games, I think that those finals are worth watching just from like, cause everything that you would want to have happened happened. I found it um, by the way. Okay. Uh, I like to add that my movement is cleaner on player one side. So I try to stay on that side the most. Oh yeah, I usually ask for player one side everywhere. It keeps me the most content. The reason it took so long to switch sides in Grand Finals was because Goichi wanted to stay player one too. So we coin flip for it plus translation. Don't know why people are so uptight about this. Uh, uh, I've also been reset in a Grand Finals on Evo stage without any delay in between sets and still won. So chill out with the uh, all the backseating. I definitely call Tails in the coin flips too. Yeah, had Goichi one agreed to switch uh, right away, we'd have been in the match a lot faster. But either way, if I wanted to ice him, I'm allowed a break in between the set and would have taken it. Trust me when I say to you, Twitter, that if I intended to ice Goichi, I'd have told you. I'm not afraid to tell the truth regardless of the situation. Player one side just puts my mind at ease because I can execute better at round start, and that matters mentally a lot to me. That's all i got to say in the matter since Twitter is ablaze about this. I also don't give a fuck what you think if it was a low blow, whether it was intentional or not, because I'm walking home with an evil metal trophy and 15k richer. Yeah. Right on. 
Uh, I had heard, um, I, I think Tekken does it, where yeah, you can hook up two monitors so that you're both on the left side. Oh, and like it, like it mirrors. Uh, maybe, maybe it wasn't Tekken. I so, I was just listening to a podcast, and they mentioned one of the. Uh, there was a fighting game out there. It was one of the more common ones. Uh, I guess it'll like mirror you so that you're both on the. So you both look like you're on the left side, but obviously one is on the right. Yeah. Which I thought that's a very smart idea. Yeah, yeah I cool. could see Tekken doing it. That seems like a Tekken thing. I've never. Because I'm assuming a game like everyone it. wants to be on the left side because they're used to being player one. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Anyway, that was a that was a fun thing. Uh, you watched the rest of it, John. Any other highlights you want to mention? Uh, I didn't get to catch Street Fighter because it was so late in the night. Right. Uh, uh, what else did I watch? Tekken finals were pretty good. Uh, nice back and forth on that. What else was even on that day? Tekken. Was Tekken right before Dragon Ball? Yes. I think it was, yeah, because I remember Dragon Ball started late, so I actually ended up watching the Tekken finals, and I was just like, this isn't Dragon Ball. Where's, mm-hmm. where's my Dragon Ball? <laughs> Everything went real late, so like I think Street Fighter was supposed to be on ESPN, and it never happened because it was like midnight Eastern or something crazy like that when it finally happened. Yeah, that sounds about right, Mid- midnight Eastern, yeah, because it ended around, it started at, Dragon Ball started at like 6 as opposed to, no, it was 5 as opposed to 4, I think, and then it went on for like 3 hours. Yeah. Because pretty much every set went like the distance, so it took quite a while. It pretty much used up all of its time. Right. Yeah, it was good. That was the first time I had tuned in for that much Evo. Uh, you know, first time I like know a game well enough. I guess besides Smash, but I, I kind of just don't care. Anyway, Evo was cool. Cool. Uh, let's do a video game podcast, though. Enough talk about video games. Let's move on to video games. Okay. Hmm. Uh, it is August 10th. I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. I'm John Wheeler. Uh, and, and this is the top down perspective. Yeah, right. I was waiting for that part first. Yeah. <laughs> you threw me off. Um, all right, Paul, why don't you talk about what you've been playing? Yeah, uh, I've been playing We Happy Few. And, um, so this is a game that came out a few years ago in Early Access and people promptly said oh this sucks and then forgot about um right they said it's this is not what the trailer made it seem like. this is not what the trailer made it seem like so i am happy to say that as of right now this is more like what the trailer made it seem like however right there is still that weird survival element built on top that seems like it's maybe just thrown in there for nothing now (laughs) like just to be annoying um which is fine. It's a thing in that game, so whatever. Because there is a sandbox mode still, even though it's not uh, released just yet. They have the story mode stuff out uh, right now, and it's pretty much what people were saying that they wanted from that thing. It is a weird uh, alternate history thing where non-Nazi Germany won the war in World War II, and because there was no Nazis, the U.S. didn't feel... They had to, uh, like, there wasn't a whole human rights thing going on. The U.S. didn't feel like they had to enter or any of that. So Germany won the war, and uh, Britain did some deplorable things that they're trying to forget. 
And to forget that, everybody has to take happy pills. And if you don't have take happy pills, you are a downer and you will be either killed, arrested, or just exiled from their happy little community. And uh, you play as three different characters. The first one is a dude who works at a government bureau where you censor the newspaper. And um, you do not take your happy pill because you are remembering something about your brother or something like one of the articles that comes up for you to censor or approve has something about you and your brother in it. And it sparks a memory that if you take it, your happy pill to forget it, the game ends and you get credits right away because mm. you just go on with the rest of your life. And that's that. Um, if you do not take it, the rest of the game plays out where you are thrown out of the building essentially, and you are running away from the cops and trying to survive and blah, blah, blah. Uh, there are two other characters that I have not seen their stories play out yet. One where you are playing a woman who is having an illegal baby or has an illegal child. And the third is some military dude, probably some PTSD thing, if I were to assume. Um, the way the game plays, I think, is kind of bad. It's kind of like Dishonored if Dishonored was a little clunkier and not made by a studio that like is able to make those games well. It does a lot of the same ideas where you can pick up random stuff in the environment to like throw bottles, for example, to like distract a guard and then go up behind them and like snap their neck or whatever. A lot of like stealth gameplay or you can fight head on, but you don't want to fight head on because you suck at fighting people and the melee combat's not very good to go along with that as well. Um it's the weakest part of the game, but I still think it's good enough that the story might take you through it. I don't know. It's one of these weird things where it's like if you play the first half an hour and you're like, oh, this seems to like go places and this is interesting to me, you'll probably play through it because it looks really nice and it play it's like fine optimized and stuff it plays okay it's just that the actual mechanics of fighting and the stealth and stuff feel clunky and kind of uninspired in a way that's kind of a bummer and then you add on top of that the weird uh having to eat like stale or rotten vegetables to stave off hunger and then maybe getting sick from them and puking randomly in your vision going blurry and like filling up meters and that stuff it's kind of a drag on what seems to be a fun and like well thought out story and environment and it's kind of a bummer in that way so if you have a computer that can run it i would suggest maybe taking advantage of the like try it out on steam and then refunding it if you don't like get into it in the first hour you probably won't get into it at all but um, I'm having a good time with it, and I would like to see the story through because I think it's going some interesting places already. Uh, not a whole hell of a lot else to say about it. It's still that thing, <laughs> basically, from two years ago, but it has a reason to play it now, if you are so inclined. Uh, again, that's We Happy Few. Uh, more importantly, Monster Hunter World came out on PC, and it's fucking amazing, and it made me wish I played that game on PS4 Pro, because that game is beautiful, and even better when it runs at a full 60 frames per second, uh, which it did Don't not Don't you have a me. Pro? No. Oh. No. Okay. I thought you had a Pro for some reason. And the fact that it doesn't, it no longer takes, like, three whole actual real-time minutes to load between things 
is like real nice to just be able to go to different places and have it load right away is so good. Uh, there's not much more I can say about that game. It's still very good. Oh, the thing that was broken about it before on PlayStation and I'm guessing Xbox is uh, the online multiplayer stuff was garbage. It's real good now because it's just integrated in Steam's thing. So basically, if you are part of a Steam community, anybody who's playing Monster Hunter in that Steam community will just show up as like somebody you could play with or like you could join their quests and stuff. It just works. Okay. So. Cool. Yeah, it's real, real cool, and uh, I look. And wait, that didn't happen on console with like so, your friend list. So on console, what you would have to do is, if you were able to invite people, the best way to get people on console was to send them a random session ID that would be generated using alphanumeric just code, basically like X three B A whatever, and then like tell them to join that lobby, and then when they're in that session, you could like party up and stuff with them it was a fucking disgrace like it was actually the worst thing about that game but like we just got used to it just sharing like terrible session ids over discord and stuff and waiting for people to jump in now session IDs still exist so if somebody is not in a steam group that you're part of and you want to play with them you can either just invite friend and that works or there is a button to actually just save the session ID to your clipboard so you can copy and paste it instantly to somebody like they actually made the online work. And I am so, so fucking relieved that it's just easy to jump in with people because that's what was killing that game before. And now I'm hoping for people that jumped on early and were disappointed by that, that it's not too late for them and they can just be like, well, I'll try it again on PC and see how this game is now that I can connect with people. But, like, that was the biggest bummer before, and it works perfectly fine now. So I'm super stoked about that. Super stoked to hear that Capcom, Capcom is allowing Steam Workshop access, so there will be dumb mods, like, probably, I don't know, a Rathian or Rathalos that'll, like, say, oh, yeah, every time it spits fire eventually. Just, like... Sweet. Yeah, just dumb shit like that. And I can't wait for characters to look like sonic the hedgehog running around or something stupid that'll be great mm. right yeah right yeah so i'm super stoked about that uh so if anybody listening to this wants to play monster hunter world on pc you know who to hit up that's all i've been playing all right uh john still working through kingdom hearts one with reese uh we're roughly at the point where i stopped playing back when the game was newer uh so right now I'm in Halloween Town. Okay. I, think I, I stopped okay. just on uh, Captain Hook's ship, which should be the next stage after that. It's all right. Are you liking I'm, it more? I'm liking it a little bit more now that uh, it's not as stiff. So I didn't realize that Final Mix had a bunch of changes to the like actual difficulty of the game. Apparently, like Final Mix mode straight up has you doing less damage and taking more. And I so did, wait, it makes it harder. Yeah. Which I didn't realize. Oh, that, sound good. See, that's what we were confused about at first. So, uh, we loaded up the P- it's the PS4 version, and uh, it's like, all right, do you want to do beginner mode, final mix, normal, or final mix climax, which is the ridiculously hard one? Uh, so we picked final mix normal because that sounds like normal, right? 
Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. It has the I word guess. normal in it. So. It does yeah. have the word normal. But so, then again, Kingdom Hearts has lots of words. In yeah. Its names, so, so I don't we, know what any of it So means. we found out the difference between Final Mix and, and normal, the original PS2 one, is that you do a third less damage. You take, I think, about a third more. And just like a bunch of the stuff has been balanced. I expected the balance. I didn't expect taking more damage. So the start was a lot rougher than it needed to be. But it feels like it's getting to a point now where it's kind of balancing back out. So wait, were people complaining that Kingdom Hearts was too easy? I guess, which is weird because I don't really remember it being considered easy. Right. I mean, I stopped playing it because I was like, this is handles like shit and I'm dying a lot. <laughs> this stupid boss fight. So having that be harder sounds awful. Yeah. What's beginner mode? Beginner mode apparently is normal mode on the uh, PS2 one. Okay. Oh. So huh. so e sounds, easy and final mix is apparently just the PS2 one. Okay. Which is weird. They really did just, not convey that well. Yeah. It should, yeah, they just call it like baby mode. You might as well. Yeah, I'm liking it a bit more. Um, still got a lot of gripes about it though. Cameras trash. Uh, platforming is really awkward to do. But like, at least the combat's getting a bit more interesting because enemies, like, I'm able to do more now because I have more abilities, and Goofy and Donald are actually helping instead of just kind of getting in the way. Classic Goofy and Donald. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure I'll see it through to the end. The end of three. Hmm. Yeah. Some of that. <laughs> Other than that, we've been playing through, or I rather have been playing through Pacross S2 because, of course, I have. That's some it's more. more right. What's the new twist on Pacross? The new twist is uh, what I forget the actual name of it. It's like Pacross Clips or something like that, where you right. you when you're clearing the normal puzzles, you unlock pieces of another bigger puzzle. So you go into the third mode, and then it's like, okay, there are ten Pacross puzzles. You need to piece like solve them, and then together they will combine and make a giant picture. What well, like the like picture they've done that. They have Isn't that just Pacross? They have, but like the the way it works this time around is like not all the pieces actually are the entire picture. So they'll take like let's say a hundred by a hundred image, and then they'll give you ten pieces of that randomly, and there's a bunch of empty space as well, and they just fill in the rest of it once you solve the other pieces. That sounds really familiar. Thought, okay, but yeah, it's like Mega cool. Pacross or something. Like it is similar to that, like Micross. I think is what they used to call it. The, the oh, Mega Pacross. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, it yeah. is. Okay. It's not quite, which is been throwing me off. Like that's it's the closest they're gonna get to that mode, basically. Okay. And all the puzzles are different sizes too, instead of just being always ten by ten. So like oh, okay. I'll have, I've weird. had like some that are five by five, five by ten. 10 by 5, 20 by 10, like weird, weird shapes and sizes. So it's all like non-standard Pacross puzzle shapes as well. Do you ever get any that are like, like an L? No. Have they done that? Is, could they, I don't even know if that like mathematically could work. Uh, with the way they're doing stuff. It could work, but it would, I think their HUD would be weird. I think. Or like a, like a big H. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. Uh. They haven't done that, but they could. Okay. All right. Pacross 3D Round 2 is my favorite. 
I know, Sean. That's the, that's the best one. You mention it every time. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. Well, because they keep not putting out 3D across. Well, because games. it's True. Hal that makes those, and they're busy making Kirby and DLC mm. for Kirby. True. Yeah. That's all I played. All right, I played a few things. Um, I finished up Overcooked 2. Okay, cool. Uh, I, I can say that the issue that the first game had, uh, where you needed to get like three stars on everything and it, it got to be kind of real difficult at the end, is non-existent in this one. They give out stars hand over fist. I had way too many. I So that's great. It's a much more friendly and, uh, I don't know, party game party game okay uh, so mm-hmm. that's nice that's definitely real good um there's some real great new chefs uh like a squid chef that i was pretty into there's a bald eagle chef that i liked okay. um there's one that's like a miner and he has like a gold tooth and he, and he instead of running around on his legs he runs around in a mine cart um if you do I don't know if it's doing all the secret stages or getting three stars on every single thing, because that's what I, I ended up getting both of those at the same time. You get an alien chef that I liked quite a bit. OK, cool. Um, uh, the, you know, the story is, you know, just about the same as the last one. You, you finish it off with like a 15 minute uh, thing where you have to do absolutely everything in every kind of stage and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's pretty similar to the first one. Um, but, you know, being able to throw stuff is really great. Uh, there are stages that require you to have to throw things across gaps and whatnot, and they line things up nicely where it's like, oh, if I just take a 90-degree turn from this cutting board, I can throw it right into the pot. That's perfect. Um, they have a they have a chunk of DLC that I, I didn't get, but it's called the Too Many Cooks DLC, and it gets you five more cooks, and I appreciate that name. Yeah. Um, and there, inside of there, there's like a unicorn and a walrus. So, it's, you know, some really good chefs. And yeah, the online multiplayer works great. Cool. Yeah, that's really and good to hear. That, yep. Like I, so I, you know, I reviewed this, and I even said in my review, just the fact that they added online multiplayer, yeah. should should tell you everything you need to know. It, I could almost make the argument that if they released Overcooked One with online multiplayer, I might just buy that again. Yeah. No, I'm with you like, for sure. Yeah. Yep. That 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 alone is is worth it. So yeah, I super recommend Overcooked Two. Yeah, it's a, it's a great game. I really like how the throwing mechanic makes it so that they have better uh, or not better, but like new interesting designs for kitchens. Like I saw yep. the like balloon, the hot air balloon or whatever that like it's just a bunch of balloons basically that you're throwing between the yep. ingredients and like one that goes kind of back and forth to serve the food. And then like exactly. that can crash down into like a kitchen that's on fire or something from the crash and it's real yep, cool. There'll be a lot of stages that'll transform. There's a there's one where you're on like you're on like a cliffside. Okay. There's some kind of kitchen on the on a cliffside. Um and there's a river down below. So it's more of like it's more of like a chasm, I guess. Okay. Because there's like the two cliffs near each other and you're in the crack and you have your that's where the kitchen is. And then all of a sudden, like the rain will come and the, the water will just rise up and just pull your okay. kitchen along. So now you're just floating down a river still making food that's so good for the yeah yeah i love it it is, it is very it is very good um and then the the one issue i had with the secret stages was that they didn't tell you how to unlock them okay um when you first come across them they'll say like hey if you do something unique you can unlock a secret stage mm. um but they don't tell you what you need to do 
Um, which and that sucks for two reasons. One, I would have loved if they had just told me because having yeah. like sub objectives is a totally like a, that's a thing in video games. Yeah. And that makes me want to go back like, oh, man, I got the main objective, but I want to get the bonus objective to unlock the new stage. So I wish I kind of told me. And then two, I wish what the sub objectives were actually interesting. Oh, but they're literally like I looked them up online and I was and, I, and you're hoping you're thinking like, well, maybe if you like throw something while you're on a conveyor belt and you like spin around three times, that'll that'll be the sub thing or the weird thing you got to do. Yeah, no, it's literally just like, hey, make sure you get a thousand points this time or make oh. sure you get a, a seven times combo like they're the least interesting sub missions ever. See, I was thinking something just along the lines of like a meat eaters only like submission or whatever where you like even though people are saying they want a salad you're gonna give everybody steaks that's all you're sure. making yeah like something unique like yeah. you have to like go out of your way a little bit and do something that would have been pretty interesting but no it's literally just yeah, like that's a bummer. nah, just like get a higher score on this one overcooked three and i'm calling it right now that's what I they're guess gonna overcooked add three yeah yeah and also so the way to know what where where you can get a secret mission is there will be a flagpole on all the levels that are is black on the top, but if it's flashing white, you can get a secret mission okay. out of that one. The game never tells you this. And I yeah, never yeah. noticed this flashing flagpole until I looked it up. What are the secret objectives I'm missing out on? Like, I don't get why they're yeah. hiding these things. They're not even that cool of things to be hiding. Like, yeah, if they were a little cooler, I could see it being like, oh, this is a like cute little secret that the community is like sharing and stuff. But the fact that it's like get a thousand points, like, come on, just give just yeah. put that on my achievement menu or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, um, but like, you know, just look those up and then you get access to a few more stages and that, that part's fine. Yeah. Uh, I still had a total blast. I had four people over. We did the whole kitchen. It was it was great. It's super good. What did you use for uh, controllers? A pro controller and the. So I have it on Xbox. Oh, you have it on Xbox. That's right. I thought you got on uh, a Switch so for four. some reason. Yeah. No, I used four Xbox controllers. Yeah. Okay. Apart from that, I started playing Ruiner because that's on Xbox Gold. No, Game Pass. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Game Pass. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, that game is cool it's hard that is a <laughs> that's a hard it's, game oh well, i haven't gotten to like anything super hard yet but i'm not too far into it i'm maybe okay. like an hour or two. Oh, okay. but i just love like the look of it yeah and i guess actually that's not true there there are parts i like the look of and parts i don't when you're in the little overworld like the yep. city and it's like all neon and cyberpunk yep. with kind of like some like mad max tones because like you know none of the guys are wearing shirts and they look like mad max crazy people <laughs> sure <laughs> That part looks awesome with all the neon. I love I love the aesthetic there. Yep. Uh, you wear just like a Daft Punk helmet that sh has weird words on it all the time. And people are like jacking into your head, telling you to like find your brother or kill him. Hack the door. Like it, it is such a cool aesthetic and everything to it. I don't like the mission areas that I've been to so far. Yeah, because it seems one after another. It's like, well, here's another like machine factory yeah and now here's another machining factory and here's a blue machine and they're factory all glowing red so your retinas won't see the same after you're done playing <laughs> haven't had that issue but yeah i could yeah. definitely i could see that um the 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 gameplay is a little samey totally um, yeah, yeah so yeah. it's a so uh for those who don't know what runer is it's a dual joystick uh shooter i guess 
uh, there, you have melee attacks too, um, and you're constantly upgrading. You, there's like a, a heavy emphasis on the skill tree and whatnot. And like, there, you know, there's execution moves and stuff you're doing to these enemies. Um, but I just feel like it's kind of the, the actual dual joystick shooting itself is a little, like I said, samey. It's like the same kind of enemies a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't have to do any like crazy uh dashes out of the way for the most part you do have a dash and you can throw up shields and stuff yeah um but i don't know for some reason it's just kind of not doing it like some other dual joystick shooters have done to me which is a bummer because i kind of i love the world like i said i love going around and like finding all these robotic cats that are spying on people for the government and hacking them and stuff like that like it's it has such a cool style to it totally um i wish i wish i enjoyed playing it a bit more yeah um but great game for free sure for sure so definitely check it out. It's like a uh, slower really cool Hotline intro. Miami for anybody who wants like it's not yeah, as yeah like a way not slower frantic. Hotline Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the last game I played, the big release of the week is Dead Cells. That came out of early access, and I am playing it on Switch. Mm-hmm. And I love this game so much. Yeah, it's very I'm good. I'm having such such a good time with it. Um, I haven't played this game since probably summer of last year yeah i specifically stayed away from it because i just wanted to get the full game uh when i was done with it and i'm glad i did uh because having to repeat some of these unlocks would have been annoying uh but it seems like near the end like some of the new stuff they added was lore related stuff and i'm enjoying the kind of hints at lore that i'm coming across i'm I'm really trying to avoid spoilers I'm, i'm i like going into it blind and discovering things on my own yep um paul you've been playing it a bit uh yeah, I picked it back up. Uh, I've actually every time that's not true. I've been playing it since like April of last year. Every time there's been an update, I've checked out the update and did at least one run to see what they've added. And uh, 1.0 is just such a different game <laughs> than what that thing used to be. It's hilarious. Uh, I think the thing I like about it is what you were saying, the like lore stuff and the weird little secret stuff that they've added. Just the fact that like, Anytime there's a grate in the background, like you want to just see if maybe you can push the right bumper button or whatever you're playing it on to like see sure. if there's something there. Because there might be like there's parts yep. where it's just like, oh, wait, it's telling me I can do something here. And then like an arm comes out and tries to grab you or something like it's very cool. There's a lot of little yep. shit I know. Ex- I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. And I'm trying to see if there's a, like an ending to that because. But anyway, um. What's your what's your like go to loadout? This is a thing is that I don't know because the meta, as it were, has changed so much. It used to be heavy bleed with ice, but now it seems like fire damage might be too strong. So I think I might try more fire damage for a while. It was toxic as well. I haven't done much fire damage. I I typically always keep a sword. Yeah, Uh, I like the balanced blade quite a bit. I like the fast weapons. Um, Yeah. And then I'll go from either a fast uh, bow and arrow or I like the freeze blast as well. Yeah. Although my most recent like super good run, I had a really strong bow and arrow. So I've been kind of leaning towards that a bit more. Always have an ice grenade and always have a turret. So here's the thing is that it very. So it's kind of whatever I have that's good is the thing I like or build around that run. Because there gets a point in that game where you've unlocked so much stuff that you can just start with garbage. Like, it'll give you a whip, which is generally not very good, 
a shield, which I just don't like the shields in this game. I don't like I don't I haven't even tried them, but from what I've seen, I just don't want to deal with shields. They've actually empowered shields so that they're like, quote unquote, usable, but I still don't like them at all. And like sometimes you'll get like the kick, which is OK as I haven't tried that either. But yeah, like the 300 kick, right? Yeah, it can be OK. But the problem is, is that its range is limited, obviously. So like you can op- later it's one of these games that's well, like, probably the same range as a sword i'm assuming uh yeah about that but a sword's faster moving this has like a wind-up time to it oh okay um, all right so so it's like the hammer yeah kind of or the broadsword uh i don't have the broadsword unlocked okay fair enough it's one of these games that when i get to a certain point it's actually the same point every time after the first boss where if i can't kill a certain type of enemy stilt I village will, uh still village i think there's another one you can go to if you go the other route as well i don't i don't want to talk but after this after the first boss can't you only exit from one way there's two bosses there's two first bosses okay so actually oh wait before we get into that yeah i was saying i'm tired of this first boss that i keep getting every single time i wish there was multiple ones like enter the gungeon do you have to do something specific to get that you have to go through a different way yeah Okay. I, d- I just right, don't, don't want to tell me they're trying that, to figure it that's out. That's why I didn't want to actually bring that up. <laughs> there are so many secrets throughout in this game. It, yeah. Like, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so I don't know if the other way takes you to still village is what I was going to get at. But anyways, okay. there's certain types of enemies that I just feel like if I can't take care of these with something I have, I'm going to restart the run because I cannot finish the game based on, like, what I have. Even, even Right, but you're coming from it, like, where you you have stronger things unlocked. Because, like, right. when you were saying that, I was like, I don't think I've ever had a weapon that strong. So, it's the Isaac thing again, right? Where it's like, you unlock more stuff, you have more of a chance to get something shitty and get synergies that don't work together. Um, They have fixed that. That has been a problem forever in this game. They have fixed it by every rest stop between stages, having dudes that you can reforge your weapons to see what stats... Not stats, what... uh things that they can do like the perks they have on them yeah the perks they have that's exactly yeah um but there is still very much a power creep where if you're not doing if you don't have either a good synergy or one good thing that can get you through you're fucked like you are there's no way or you're going to be beating your head over it and i'm impatient and i'm not going to fight the last boss for half an hour only to die in the last minute because that's infuriating to me if i can't make some progress that way um so and it looks like with your pc save uh even though it updated to 1.0 you kept all of your progress yeah okay yeah so yeah so we're basically starting from completely different totally totally yeah for sure uh so starting from your scenario you should just play every run because you need to yeah which i do you need to unlock the stuff so that makes sense for sure uh it is one of those games that for the longest time you will just do a run even though you think it might fail because you want to get more cells to unlock more stuff and that's yep. perfectly fine. But then it has that like end game thing where, okay, I have stuff unlocked. Now I have to think about how I'm going to play this game because the game gets brutal in a way that is super fucking unfair. <laughs> like at the end, it's pretty bad. And I love that about it. I really like the depth that this game has that it doesn't seem to have maybe on the surface level until you start diving in 
And yeah, it's just so dope. It's one of the best games this year released by far. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Um, it's a lot less Metroidvania uh, than I had thought. It is it is much more just like a run based game. Yep. Because um, you're not returning it at any point with the new abilities. Well, yes and no. In the standard sense, you're not returning to like previous areas with a new ability. However, when you die, um, if you did get a new ability, you can then use that in earlier areas on a s- subsequent run to access new areas. Like, for example, once you get the ability to properly tickle those vines. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can then get to the toxic sewer true other than that you you all you could do with the vines was tickle them and they wouldn't grow now they'll grow or when you tickle the sarcophaguses and are able to rub the sarcophagus oh sorry yeah of course yeah yeah that's a better Uh, euphemism for sure yeah exactly yeah you got to rub it properly and then you can teleport um it looks like there's gonna be some kind of like wall jump mechanic or third mm-hmm. jump it seems like because i'm coming to a bunch of things that I, are too high up there also seems like there's a ground pound mechanic that i'm missing um so i just need to like start tackling things in different ways to try and find these these new abilities yep uh, uh but it's very good and it, it the uh, speed run mode is pretty cool too uh where at the beginning of each stage uh and somewhat throughout uh, there will always be a, a door there that if you got to it under a certain amount of time, it'll open and it'll give you a bunch of like goodies, which I haven't tried yet because I've been like slowly exploring everything. Um, but that's something you can do, too, if you because I could definitely see the first like prison area getting boring doing it over and over again. And you do still get rewarded by running through it and ignoring some of the upgrades you could have collected. So that's really smart. Right. That's for later on in the game. Like when you're starting off, you want to explore and see all this stuff yep. and get the things unlocked. But then the speed run things that you get from there are like just usually a bunch of uh, cells that you can spend to like get those blueprints unlocked for you. So, yeah, it's I like that they play it both ways where it's like you can either go fast or slow or whatever. I, yeah, it's just yep. such a good game. You start with a double jump. That's great. Yep. That's the best game mechanic right there. And you start with it. Yep. So that's awesome. Uh, I think your dude looks cool with the flame head. Yep. Um, I like all the little like emotes he'll do or he'll like shrug sometimes. He gives a lot of good like a double thumbs up. Uh, there's one character I find uh, where he will always just flip him off, uh, which is funny. Uh, so, yeah, no, yep. it is it is super good. Um, again, I'm playing on the switch. Uh, I have seen some of the frame issues. Uh, people have been talking about only more so in the subsequent like the later areas uh, when the enemies get bigger and the attacks get bigger Um, obviously docked I get a lot less of that but it hasn't been much of an issue uh, personally okay so I would still recommend the switch one it's great having it on the go obviously Uh, yeah yeah John any interest in dead cells yeah uh, I was gonna pick up the physical copy though which is drops in like a week or two from now Oh, oh, that's right. Um, on Switch or yeah, Switch. what? Switch. Yeah, that's that's weird. That, that one's coming out later. I thought honestly uh, thought it was the same time, so I went to EB and they were like, "No, you got weeks," which works yeah, out because by it, then I can get through Picross. <laughs> sure. Actually, is it a week from now or is it the twenty first? Because that number is in my head. I think it's the twenty first. I think it's two weeks from now. Okay. I mean, I guess if the digital one could go out sooner, they might as well do that. So. Yeah. Oh, 
uh, I tried the Twitch integration and it's fucking great. Oh, yes. I watched you do that. I was actually going to start playing it. But then when you said I'm going to try that, I was like, I should see what this is. Please talk about that. Yeah. So, uh, first of all, it has a standard Twitch integration of how does chat want to fuck over the streamer? Like, does the, the next level maybe everything is like invisible or really hard to see until it's like in a position to kill you? Thanks for that, by the way. Um, but more importantly, it gives you this dove that they call the chicken that follows you around. Captain chicken, right? The captain chicken. And people in chat can say, pick me or whatever, and it'll choose from the pool of people that want to be the chicken. And for that stage, their username is attached to that chicken. And it's the and it's just a white bird. Like, it looks like a dove. Like you Yeah, said. it's just a white bird. But anytime you at somebody or at the streamer in chat, it'll appear in game as if the chicken's talking to the character. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, whatever you type, that'll just pop whatever up. Whatever you the type, screen. whatever this bird will just say that. And this bird can heal you. And actually, if you try to heal yourself, you just won't until the bird says you can, basically, for whatever reason, which is like kind of terrible. Um,. And the bird's able to just, like, do a few other, like, nifty little things throughout the level. I think they that was some, about it from what I remember seeing. Some options, chat yeah. telling us what it could do. Uh, the other Twitch stuff was, like, um, so one of the one of the cool things, the way you upgrade your, your abilities um, is you'll find these scrolls throughout the game. And it'll be, like, upgrade one of your three colors. And the colors are red, purple, and green. And they reference... Red is brutality, and that's usually like your melee attack, <clears throat> so like a sword or whatever. Purple is tactics, and that's usually your ranged weapon, um, or a trap, and uh, or like a turret. You know, I always use the turret. Yep. And then uh, green is like survive or something like that, and that's usually a shield. Um, some other items. I don't. I I rarely get a green item. So anyway, uh, and then <clears throat> when you pick one of those, it'll uh make those what uh weapons or items stronger it'll also give you some health and then to balance that out um what it starts off with like you know red will give you 50 percent health purple will give you a 40 percent boost and green will give you a 60 and if you pick green next time green's only going to give you like a 37 percent but the other ones are still going to be higher so it actually kind of makes you even it out if you want to get a higher health boost yeah uh, so what happens with the Twitch integration is Paul would have grabbed one of those scrolls and then it asks us to vote what do we want to give him. And then he get, ends up getting the ability that we choose to upgrade. Um, you could even pick a, a boss enemy. You could like control a boss enemy. So I did that on when he was fighting the concierge. And uh, it's not great because it yeah. times you out. Like <laughs> it was like, would you like the boss to like summon zombies or summon flies or do a jump and i'll type in like zombies and then it, and then i had to wait like 10 seconds to type in the next one and then i had to wait 16 seconds to type in the next one and by that point paul had beaten it and it was like well this was this okay sucked. so that's how they balance that i was wondering yeah, yeah okay when you were like yeah sean you suck at it and i was like <laughs> i was allowed to type two things in there like believe me i can type zombies real fast <laughs> obviously um also, yeah, as Homer is saying, there's something where it said the chicken would attack, but we didn't vote for it, so we didn't get to see what that meant. Oh, okay, I didn't, I didn't see that happening. Yeah, we didn't see um, what that meant, so. And then, like, the basic Twitch stuff as well, where 
when you die, people in chat can say GG or like nice try or get good or whatever, and it'll appear on the screen with the username saying it to like yep. taunt you and shit. Just all that basic stuff that's in other games. But uh, yeah. Also, it just works really well from like the side if you are the streamer because you don't have to do any weird thing like putting in a stream key or your identifying stuff. You just like click the like attach dead cells to my thing it'll bring up a browser for you and then you just like sign into twitch and it works so like it's flawless and then it gives you all the options which i didn't go through one by one and probably should have so i could talk more about them but uh i think it's cool it's really neat game yeah dead i i'm having so much fun with dead cells like I haven't been this hooked on a game since like God of War earlier this year, but it's just constantly like I want to play more of it. Yeah. I want to see more of it. I, I yeah, I'm I cannot recommend Dead Cells enough. Very good. Yep. Uh, that's all I played. Let's do some news. Yeah, I grabbed a quick thing for news. Uh, Hearthstone: The Boomsday uh, Project expansion is out. Added some cards as you would expect, including legendary spells. Um, added some new keywords uh one keyword being magnetic which is basically any magnetic card if you play to the left of the thing you want to magnetize it onto that creature that's already in play will get the stats bonus of the card you played so that'll be anything that zintex like maybe uh rush or taunt or whatever plus their health and uh attack bonuses and all that sort of stuff just to kind of as like a buff basically a new sort of buff they also added Omega cards, which are cards that will do a thing as normal, but then will be more powerful if you play them when you have full mana, which is 10 mana crystals. Uh, an example of this is like a card that is like a 4-6 or whatever, but it will gain 10 damage if you play it Omega, if you play like the, the Omega version of it or whatever. So just a way to make early game cards like actually have a huge turning effect in the end game um and single player content called puzzle labs coming august 21st which sounds like it'll just be a bunch of puzzle boards to like do so that seems really cool for people that are interested in hearthstone cool uh this next one actually we should tie in uh to QuakeCon. uh but both doom and rage are now on game pass uh, so that's cool. Doom's great. It is very good. Yep. So play one of those games. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch the whole keynote. I, I know did. you did, Paul. Do yeah. you want to talk about some QuakeCon announcements? Yeah. Uh, so Quake Champions is now free to play. They took uh, it's no longer like the early access. If you pay now, you'll get all uh, heroes now and future heroes or whatever that you can pick uh for free that still exists if you want to give them money but you can just jump in in the free-to-play version it with their rotation and stuff like that so that is out as of now uh what else was there there was some eso stuff um i wrote it down but i can't remember where oh I put actually it. speaking of eso uh it's a free weekend on xbox for eso um the new expansion okay so if you're into that uh as well as onrush on rush is free this weekend on oh, xbox uh that's cool which that's it like check out on rush i like that game a lot and uh they need players that, that's cool but that is a bummer that uh, has a free weekend so close to it being released because that yep. yeah um 
yeah, a bunch of like Elder Scrolls Online stuff. Uh, the new expansion with werewolves not looking like that impressive to me personally, but whatever. The Merkmire stuff that apparently goes more into like Argonians and their whole world seems neat, at least, I guess, if you're into that. But I'm not into that game, so I kind of didn't care. Uh, Rage 2 looks fucking phenomenal. Like, I was actually really impressed at the fact that it's not just a desert wasteland. There's, like, other part. It seems like it's taking place in that world where nature is starting to, like, grow back in some areas. So there's seems to be, like, a swampy area. There was, like, a bamboo forest that they showed off some stuff going into. And then there's, like, a lab part with a quest that you the guy was on or whatever. Different factions and all that sort of stuff. It looks like... It has the personality that the first one didn't, which is a huge plus. So I, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that that thing is actually pretty good because it couldn't be worse than Rage. So at least it has that going for it. Uh, you could get you could get worse than Rage. If Rage it doesn't is not the worst game. If it doesn't work at all, it'll be worse than Rage. Basically, at this point. Um, other than that, I basically like my fucking mind was blown at what they shown for Dune. Doom Eternal, which I keep calling Hell on Earth because that's what it is, but whatever. So, should we talk about Doom then, I guess? How, yeah, this Did, is what I heard the most stuff about. Oh, Doom you didn't Eternal. see it? I didn't watch it, no. Okay, so the main takeaway, right, is that they have a grappling hook in the game attached to the super shotgun, and it's the best thing in gaming ever. That's all I have okay. to say about that. Some high praise. Uh, yeah, Super Shotgun is still... The Super Shotgun is fucking meaty and great, but now it has a grappling hook that you can pull yourself to enemies and let go of the grappling hook to fly up in the air and, like, pivot in the air to land on another enemy and do crazy shit that makes that game look like it is the perfect sequel to a game that did crazy shit a couple years ago. All right. I hear it's uh, coming to Switch as well. Yep. Great. So that's cool. Uh, and they Dark souls it, where you can play a team of, like, baddies to invade a slate Doom guy's game who's playing through okay. to, like, try to kill him. That seems weird. <laughs> that's the thing you can do, I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to just, like talk about in a like formal way of what makes it look good it's more doom and it looks like a bigger version of it basically i like that they made it so when you are shooting enemies you are like tearing chunks out of them like you are seeing their flesh and like just chunks of meat get shot like away from them as you're tearing them down and stuff it's real gross it's fucking great it's really good it's exactly <laughs> what you would want from a doom follow-up i was wondering how they would do it because the first one was so good and they did it it's i i mean i hope i hope that it runs well and that all these things don't like make it just unoptimized garbage but i think it'll be pretty great and i look forward to seeing more from it personally uh was that it for quakecon uh I feel like they're, oh, they're doing some tournament thing for the card game. Oh, there's a new cards coming for the card game, the 
Elder Scrolls card game, and that card game's fine, but I don't care. Okay. Uh, all right, moving on. Discord is starting a curated storefront. Sure. Uh, which I think makes sense. It was. It seems like it was kind of going towards that. Yeah. Um, at the moment, it's going to be launching with the following games. Dead Cells, Frostpunk, Omen Sight, Into the Breach, Spellforce 3, The Banner Saga 3, Pillars of Eternity 2, Hollow Knight, Moonlighter, This is the Police 2, and Starbound. Uh, okay. Looks like they're also going to have a first on Discord initiative with a 90-day exclusivity window. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. And um, Discord's Nitro subscription model will get you free games. Because everyone, everything gets you free games if you subscribe to it. Yep. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Uh, we have a voice actor for Sonic yeah. in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie yep. that apparently has begun filming, I think I heard. Yes. Um, we have Ben Schwartz, which I, I like Ben Schwartz a lot from Parks and Rec. Uh, I don't like Sonic, but I mean, I'm kind of that's yeah, sure. I like Ben Schwartz. I mean, this will be weird. I'll probably end up seeing this movie. So anyway, Ben Schwartz is my favorite character on Parks and Rec. I'm putting that out there. Uh, Swery's uh, game company, White Owls, announced their first game called The Missing. J.J. Macfield and the Island of Memories. And it's coming out this year, which seems real fast. Uh, there's a website that has like three screenshots up about it. Uh, the art style seems kind of cool. Uh, but we don't know anything really about this game. It's side-scrolling, I guess. Uh, I'm sure it'll be weird. I'm look There's like a church, and there's stained glass, and it looks like there's a moose priest in there. Yep. Um, so I'm expecting some weird sweary stuff. There's a lot of owls. Um, I'm, you know, cautiously optimistic. They're also doing that cat game as well, aren't they? What was that yeah. called? Yeah. The Secret Life or something like that? right right okay i'm surprised this game is coming out so soon I, I would assumed anything announced would have been a next year game but anyway uh one of the bigger news stories this week was uh regarding a review on ign from dead cell yeah. for dead cells um did either of you well paul you heard about this john did you hear yeah, about this? i heard about it but i didn't read into it so uh let me just try and get the names correctly there was a YouTuber uh, under the na under the YouTube channel called Boomstick Gaming that put out a video review of Dead Cells, and then IGN put out a video review of Dead Cells, and apparently IGN plagiarized uh, Mr. Boomstick's uh, review, and he put up a video, uh, which I'd recommend watching on, on his channel, kind of saying, hey, they plagiarized my review, here's my, here's my evidence, and it's like four minutes long where he's co comparing the two. And it, it kind of starts off with like, OK, I mean, they're using some like, you know, same adjectives and stuff. But I mean, you know, there's only so much, you know, you would call this kind of Metroidvania-esque. You would call it fast and fluid. These are just kind of words that, yeah, yeah. you know, were probably in the press release. Um, but by the end of it, you're like, that was literally just the sentence you made. Like <clears> that person just took those that last like conclusion paragraph from you and stuff. Pretty crazy. Um, trying to find the... Uh, reviewer from IGN's name as well but it's not in this article 
Alex K is the guy behind Boomstick Gaming. And yeah, they don't give me the name of the other guy. Anyway, the other guy has been let go, and IGN put out a pretty swift uh, statement saying that this is not acceptable. Uh, they're taking down that review. They are going to review it by from a different person as soon as possible and put that review back up. And I think I even heard that they are reaching out to this guy for some kind of like compensation and whatnot for like for all like the ad money that they would have been getting from his, you know, journalism. Sure. Basically. So it seems like IGN is doing the right thing, but it's just crazy that this happened. Um, especially because the guy who plagiarized it was like their main Nintendo guy. He, he was a Nintendo yeah. editor. Yeah. He was a host of yeah, the like NBC was- podcast. His name was Philip. Okay, yes, that sounds correct, yeah. It wasn't just like a random person or a freelancer or someone new. This person had been at IGN for a bit. Yeah. This is uh, insane. Um, but, you know, shit like that happens. I'm sure that person will never get a job as a, in the game industry again. That's a hard one. <laughs> That's a hard one. Um, yeah. Speaking of Dead Cells on Switch... Specifically, uh, as I mentioned earlier, there are the frame rate issues and whatnot, and uh, the developer is known about it. They've come out and said that that is currently their first priority going forward uh, is fixing the Switch version, uh, but they said it won't come anywhere before, like, November, so don't look for that anytime soon, unfortunately. But at least they're going to fix it, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we also got some news on God of War's uh, new game plus, which is coming August 20th. Um, not only is it going to be harder, but there's going to be uh, new enemies that will have new tactics, uh, a whole new tier of equipment and loot you can get, uh, which is super exciting. Um, I don't think I'm going to play it again, but that seems like good things to put in a new game plus. You can now sure. skip cutscenes, which I didn't know that was something you couldn't do. Oh, yeah. Um, hmm. Okay. Because why would you ever want to? I mean, we played it through the first time, so of course we're not going to, but I guess if you're going... Exactly, yeah. yeah. That that would kind of break the whole, like, no cuts in the mo- motion, though, if you can see a cutscene. Yeah, I guess I never considered it, because I didn't try. So I guess, I guess that would huh. probably introduce some load times. Uh, oh, maybe. Since I'm sure those cutscenes are masking load times. Yeah, that's a good point. Probably. Anyway, again, August 20th is when New Game Plus happens. Uh, There was a Nintendo Direct. Did you guys watch this? Yes, Yes. I did. Smash Direct. Uh, Any takeaways? Yeah, Luigi's dead. Thank God. Oh, we did it. That was super weird. We did it. (laughs) Uh, What was the moon thing at the end? That was Carmilla. That's a that's a boss from the series from Castlevania. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh, for those who didn't okay. watch, uh, the Grim Reaper comes out and yeah. rips Luigi's soul out of his body. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he, he and he, we end the trailer with a ghost Luigi and Luigi's corpse, I guess, being scared by this moon face that's crying, Camilla. I guess it's a dark trailer. Um, as it should be. Yeah. So the the main news parts was uh. Uh, Richter and what's the other guy? Simon. Yeah, you got Simon. it. Oh, Simon. I was gonna wait. <laughs> yeah, Simon. Yeah, the two Belmonts. They are now in Smash as Echo characters. 
Alucard is a, an assist trophy, which I can't believe Alucard is not the character they went to first. Um, but I guess he's kind of in there in some capacity as well. They have a stage where you'll be able to fight some of the monsters from Castlevania. They'll pop up. Uh, they also announced King K. Rule from Donkey Kong yep. as a player. Yep. Uh, what else do they add? Uh, stages can transform into other stages. Yeah, you can pick two stages and you can switch back and forth between them during the fight. Man, every time they showed that in that demo, I hope it, like, that just stop of everything while it tries to load the next stage at the last second. I hope they work that out before that's a thing. Cause that oh, was there a stop? I didn't notice. Every this. single time. I That's all I noticed during the transition. Oh, man. Because I was watching to see, like, how viable it is for when you're playing the game and like all this action i was like looking at the characters and they stopped moving completely too like it's kind of a bummer <laughs> but and it's kind I'm, of a bummer. i'm sure it's just one of those things that like it's not out yet like they're working on it so hopefully hopefully it's not like <laughs> well it doesn't happen when it's docked but it happens when it's handheld mode yeah we'll know. see um, it's cool i like it that's looking like more and more of a new game yeah, in my opinion, for sure. Yep, yep. I like that. That this seems like there's a lot going on with that game. Um, they sh they they showed the main menu, which I don't know why that was important, but they showed off the main menu. They did that because they were um, teasing off the one mode they didn't show, which a lot of people are speculating is the story mode. Right, yeah, right. Uh, they did uh, take take time to mention that there's a sidebar on that main menu. Yeah, which I thought was like, wow, are you gonna be able to like. See your friends list, have like a lobby system. There's the sidebar. Apparently the sidebar is just for accessing settings. I don't know why that got like a full sentence. Because like Sakurai the, likes technical this. stuff. That's why. I, that's true. I should have known that after the E3 thing, they will show off literally anything yeah. um, that they spent an hour on. So uh, We didn't mention Dark Samus and Krom also being added as Echo Fighters. Right. Yep. That's true. Also, the Rathalos as a boss fight that unlocks an assist of him later, or whatever, from Monster Hunter. True. The, <clears throat> they said it's the first time the boss fight has also been an assist trophy. Yep. So, that seems shoehorned in. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Let's just do that, I guess. Um, here's a thing I really, really like. I really like the soundtracks being available in just a playlist form for me to listen to. I really yeah. like that a lot. I think they've always had that, hadn't they? The 3DS one had <laughs> it. Or but something similar. Just that, the that, 3DS one? Uh, that The way that you could just like put it on, on and then like close your system and still listen to it. Oh, okay. Actual playlist, I think you could make your own, but only one or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember. Some, there were some weird restrictions to it. And all those remastered Castlevania tracks. I am stupidly excited to hear. Also, like 500 plus music tracks and over 100 stages, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Wasn't there something that was like over 800? That was including like all the menu music and all that jazz, I think he said. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, I really like the small stuff, like being able to show... All fighters, including Echo Fighters, as separate slots or like condensing them and then switching sure. between them. Yeah, yeah. I really On like the menu, just the character select screen. Small UI stuff like that is like what I live for for these dumb little presentations. I just like seeing the little nitty gritty stuff like that. 
Yeah. Yeah, it looks good. Yes. Like, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yep. I'll play that game. Yep. Uh I I think adding the Castlevania characters is a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh and then last little thing was there was a big Red Dead 2 trailer. We got some like our real first good look at the gameplay. Uh and that's a very nice looking game. I'm I'm looking forward to some getting back into Red Dead. Totally. Cowboys. So if you're if you're interested, check out the Rockstar's account, uh, YouTube account. There's like a six minute long thing they put out. And with that, let's do some questions. Topdownperspective at gmail.com is the email address. At TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Facebook group, the Discord channel, and John's PO Box are where you can send questions in. I can read this first one from Eduardo. What are some of the best shmups? Not counting Dan Maku games. Um, uh, Gradius series. Yep, that's probably my favorite. I've never even heard of Dan Maku. I mean, bullet that's hell. just another word. Of, that's another way of saying bullet hell. Yeah. Okay. So there's this game that I think came out recently that I tried the demo for, and I think I'm going to pick up called Black Paradox. That's been kind of fun. If people want to check that one out. I don't play enough shmups to have much of a recommendation. I liked Aegis Wing on the 360. That game was free. Okay. I will, yep. al- I will always stump for treasure games, Ikaruga, Radiant Silver Gun, and uh, Gradius 5. I like that Shoot 'em One Up or whatever game as well. That was an Xbox indie game for a buck for a long time, and now it's on Steam as well, or has been for a while, but... Uh, second question from him. What is the best place to live in the GTA? Which I assume is the greater Toronto area, which I don't know why <laughs> you'd ask that as none of us live in Toronto. I thought it was like Grand Theft Auto. Where do you want to live in Grand Theft Auto? I, I mean, mean, we could have some answer that. <laughs> okay, I don't, I don't know enough about Toronto to answer that the one. The best place to live in the greater that. Toronto area is Toronto. Yep, there you go. Okay, good. And that, there's no way that could be... the the answer i mean like the question where do you want to live in gta fuck um i feel like you're just picking cities at this point los santos i guess um i don't know vice city would probably be pretty fun vice city would be kind of fun i could yeah i could see that sure uh and then he has a add-on uh, about the question from last week about ska soundtracks. I didn't intend for it to be limited to video games, <laughs> so if there are any other soundtracks you'd like to mention, that would be great. I will, I can't think of I'll always represent Five Iron Pre- Frenzy. And the Mad Caddies. Okay. And obviously Real Big Fish. Uh, Those are not... Are these not soundtracks? These are just artists? These are just artists. Okay. Can't think of a lot of soundtracks that are very ska. That's the problem. There's yeah. not that many actually soundtracks that are just ska. Like they're either done by one band, like uh, Incredible Crisis is, or it's just it's just bands. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next question from VGC Kenny. Hey TDP, I have two questions about. I have two questions about the definitions oh. Sean's give. Sorry, what were you saying, Sean? I just said, oh, Oh, okay, sorry. Um, 
I have two questions about the definitions Sean gives as well as a dumb question. First, Sean says that the Scott Pilgrim game is the best movie game. I'm not denying its quality, but is the Scott Pilgrim game really based on the movie or is it based on the books and came out around the same time as the movie? It's actually based on neither because the ending is different yeah. compared to the movie, which is different compared to the books. So it is his own entity entirely. Yeah. So here's the thing is that when those I mean, when that movie was being made, that series of books wasn't done yet. So they worked together to do different shit, basically. Yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure it's the movie rights that have fucked up the, the game it being is. still released. So it is definitely a movie game. Right. Yeah. I also think it doesn't really matter. They're all based on the books and either way it was still a, it got turned into a movie and then got turned into a game. They're all kind of like the same story in parallel dimensions almost basically for the different mediums. Yeah. Uh second, last episode Sean defined the Switch as the perfect console. Well, it was a very good console. I would say that a console couldn't be considered perfect until after it's had its run. This is because a console is only as good as a game it has. Again, the Switch is has good games, but could just easily crap itself out by the head. Still, based on the criteria of console with the best games, what would you say the best console? To be clear, PC doesn't count. I mean, PS2 is like my favorite, probably so. But I like the 360 a lot. I'm probably going to go with PS2 as well. I was going to say SNES, but then I realized there's a lot of trash games on the SNES. There's also a lot of well, trash so games on the PS2, but... And there's a lot of trash games on the 360. But the PS2 I mean, can this... also play PS1, so that gives it an edge. Yeah. That's, and that's DVDs. Uh, and DVDs. <laughs> For the time, that was big. I still use um, it as a DVD player every now and then. Oh. 360 can play HD DVDs if you have the attachment, that's so very no true. other console can do that. That's true. Got me there. Um... I guess this comes down to if do the negatives like bring things down or are the positives they can like stand on their own and for how long uh, as well because and I, like I remember um uh this was uh Will Smith from Tested was saying this when he was reviewing Orange Box uh he was like Portal on its own is 10 out of 10 but because it was included in Orange Box and it had and he he didn't think one of the Half-Life chapters was good yeah that the orange box itself gets a 9 out of 10 okay sure or should the orange box just get a 10 out of 10 because it has portal in there right i agree with the 9 out of you 10 know, honestly i do too you think so getting so getting the bonus bad content brings down the good content i think you have yeah. to take into account the bad yeah they're taking account well. the whole package yeah i think i would i think in that review i would definitely mention it i think i would still give it the 10 out of 10 though that's fair. I don't think the bad would take it down. It's, that's that's again. That's my opinion. It's how it's how you would look at it. Sure. So. Yeah. Because every console, you're, it's going to be like, wow. But the the Switch has like Breath of the Wild and Odyssey. But then, yeah, maybe its last three years were garbage. But like its first two were amazing. So I don't know. It's going to be subjective, obviously. And I think when I was saying the perfect console, I was uh, one making a joke about everyone wanting things on Switch, and two, having a console that can do handheld and docked is just ideal in this world now yeah, totally it's the feature yep. it's the feature over the the content yeah yep. uh lastly my dumb question i live in the central time zone most tv stations advertise tv shows that i get as airing at one time then going back an hour for central like eight seven central since sean and paul 
I mean, all of us have lived here, but since Sean and Paul have lived in mountain time zone for most of their lives, Sean now lives in Pacific. John grew up in Newfoundland with its own time zone. I figured I could ask this. Did TV stations air things at 8 Eastern and advertise as 8, 7 Central, and you had to do the math from there, or did they air it later, like at 10 Eastern, when it would be 8 Mountain? I've been wondering this all my life. It's the first one. What? I'm trying to understand the second part to this. Or did they air it later, like at 10 Eastern? So instead of saying 8 Eastern, it would be 10 Eastern, which would be 8 Mountain. Like, are, he's asking, would they just... So here's, here's the, the actual, the here's the actual to answer the to this question. Here's the actual answer to this question. Most TV channels have an Eastern version and a Western version. So if you're on the East right. Coast of North America, so like Central onwards, you'll get the Eastern slot. So like 8 Eastern, 7 Central. And if you're on the Western part, so like Alberta, Pacific, all that, you'll just get... Uh, yep. They'll still say Eastern Time Times, which is stupid, yep. but uh, it will actually air later. Um, yeah, but if you if they don't, like I know specifically growing up, I would watch YTV a lot, and yep. I would just and that was Toronto, yep. so I would just get that. They would do eight seven Central, yeah, and I would have to do the math. Yep, because yeah. he's asking when they say eight, is it going to be eight o'clock for everyone? So just you know, people on the east are going to get it, you know, earlier, and then it's every hour they're going to air it. Oh no, no, no. It would, they, they're airing it at one time. Yeah, and you'd have to do the that's math. right. So I'd always know growing up if I wanted to watch the show, I had to subtract an hour off the lower time. Yeah, for when it's going to show. Up I always had to add an yeah. hour and a half because Newfoundland's a half time zone. Yeah, I was going to say Newfoundland has. Or a no, half I had to add two zone, and a half is... because I forgot about Atlantic. So yeah. Mm. Or no, no, I was right. I was Still, right. I was right. Originally, half, hour and half. half an hour time zones are weird. Yep, it's it's like the only one like that and like, I, well, I guess That's North Co- I North know. Korea used to be, but I think they went back. Mm. Okay. Yep. All right. Masterman Seven writes in and says, "Here's a question I've been thinking about for a while. If you could apply the physics of any game into real life, which game would you choose?" The only thing I could come up with was the Simpsons hit and run game where people who get run over by cars or other vehicles just move around in the floor for a bit and either respawn or get back up as if nothing happened. The downside, however, is that we would be stuck in a loop until the chosen one, whoever that is, gets to the next level. However, you could make the argument that some of us already do that. Food for thought. That's too deep. Can't do that to us. <laughs> um. Okay, I was thinking about this wrong, I guess, because I was going to say portal because... Mm. The physics of being able to like somehow go between two points instantly and have like gels that you could paint and bounce off of on the ground or the walls or something would be dope. But I don't think that's sure. in the I don't think that's what I mean, he means. I would like to have those shoes that prevent you from getting hurt when you fall. That'd be great. Yeah, I think yeah. that is what he means. Oh, that, okay. Why, what do you think is what he means? Like how the game's programmed, basically. Yeah. Like, how would our world's program not, like, things in it, necessarily? Hmm. Well, because he mentions, you know, people getting hit by the vehicles. So I feel like that's the equivalent of your, like, the gels. Yeah. Clearly, we should have the Lego video game physics where we can be split into pieces and then rebuild ourselves. That would... Ooh, that's a... Yeah. That would actually really be one. pretty good. I was going to say, like, Mario would be cool being able to, like, bounce on everything and do, like, three front flips if I if I jump enough. And uh, but I, I'm going to go with the Lego and being able to just build anything you want real quickly. Yep. Being a master builder. Yeah. Yeah. Good answer. 
Final Insanity asks, I'm about to, within a day of writing this question, actually assemble a computer for the first time. While I'm nervous about messing something up in the process, deep down I'm pretty sure it'll go it'll all go fine and dandy. So here's the question. What's something in your life you were nervous about doing that ended up working out pretty okay? Like leaving my house every day. <laughs> going to university. <laughs> yeah, you know, going to university. Moving out. I was I'll say uh, moving to the States. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I'll go younger than that. How about like asking a girl out? Yeah. Oh. Like fuck that. Yeah, that was rough for <laughs> a while. Don't even bother. Yeah. Um. Um. Uh, I'll say uh, I get super nervous if I'm going off like super high diving boards, like like the super high ones, to the point I won't do cliff jumping. That's just too much. I have a fear of heights, so I yeah. understand. I, I cliff jumped once, and that made me realize I probably shouldn't oh. do it again. <laughs> like, just thinking okay? about it oh, makes yeah. me... Uh, yeah, but the thing is, like, uh, so they it was a cliff jump while I was in Jamaica, and it was about a 30-foot drop. I remember this. So they uh, they tell you to run and jump, so obviously don't, you don't hit the rocks. So <laughs> when you're running and jumping, like, you feel great because you've got all this forward momentum, and it feels awesome. And then when only gravity takes over and you've lost your forward momentum, then it feels frightening because you're just yeah. shooting straight down. I made the mistake of uh, plugging my nose when I just was about to hit the water. Your stomach. No, God, no, that would be, per <laughs> like, you would die from that. Like, you would be paralyzed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, no, I made the mistake of, like, grabbing my nose, and when I hit the ground, or hit the water, rather, I hit it so hard that my uh, my thumbnail sliced my throat, or sliced my throat, my nose. So my nose was bleeding when I got out of the water. Oh, okay. I could see that hurting, like, the underside of your arm, too, from it hitting the, but maybe not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are the ones that came to mind for me. Yeah. Moving out was the big one for me, like leaving yeah. the nest, as it were. I remember being so freaked out for that. <laughs> and then the minute my parents left the house I was in, I just started jumping around excited. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys move far from your parents, though? I'm assuming this was for school. Yeah. And John, you moved far. Yeah, right? definitely. I moved across yeah. the country. You went across country. But my parents also moved across country. They just moved eight hours north of me instead of like eight hours of flying. <laughs> At the same time? Yeah. So they moved to Fort McMurray oh, okay. and I moved to Calgary. So. Oh, okay. And Paul, did you move from Edmonton to for school? No, my parents moved to Edmonton and I stayed in Calgary. Like I moved out in Calgary. Okay. You did, you just moved out but stayed in Calgary. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Sure. And then I moved I moved to Lethbridge, which was only like two hours away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh are we okay. MFK Golden says, What is one game that was critically hated, but you enjoyed playing? Personally, Sonic Adventure One. I feel attacked with this question. <laughs> I thought Sonic Adventure One was actually like critically liked. So was Sonic Adventure Two. We looked it up. Yeah. Um, okay, one game that was critically hated that I enjoyed playing. God Hand. Yeah, God Hand's good. Uh, the one I always go to is, and I, oh, I can't even remember what its name, what was the, like, it was like the ripoff of Infamous, or it came out the same time as Infamous. Oh, Prototype. Prototype. I Prototype. love Prototype, I, man. I had, a, I had a decent time with yeah. Prototype, apart from everyone saying that that was 
that. Stealth consuming people yeah. was a a dumb but fun mechanic. Totally. <laughs> um I remember people talking shit about Demon's Souls before because that was before Dark Souls like got the formula that got everybody all hot and bothered except for like a few critics like Demon's Souls. I really liked that game. I ended up playing that on Cookie last week and I didn't fully see the appeal, I guess. I mean, you're 11 years old. Demon Souls? So. (laughs) Also that. It's understandable. It's the worst controlling by far. So, yeah. It has problems. I liked it a lot, though. Do you have an answer, John? I did. God Hand. Yeah. Oh, right. God Hand. Yeah. Okay. And then this last question is yours. From Deku Hayes. What would you do if you were individually trapped in a modern Captain N scenario? Also, which device slash controller slash console would you choose as a weapon? I don't know what this is. So are we, I know it's a, it was a show, but... Are we waiting for Captain N and all of that group to save us, or are we part of the group? Like uh, we, are, we are the Captain N equivalent in this, where we get sucked into a video, game, a video game world of our choice, and we have oh, okay. some sort of real-life accessory that's turned into a powerful weapon. So, like, in Captain N, like, he had the zapper, it was, which was yeah. a laser gun, and he had the controller, which he could use to pause time or, like, make super jumps and stuff like that. Would I would bring the Xbox 360, which me, which would red ring everyone out of existence. <laughs> would that be you as well? No, because I'm, no, the, okay. I'm the one who has the control over it. Okay. All right. Pretty good. Um, I'd bring a keyboard and reprogram the world. <laughs> yeah, that, <I'm> <laughs> that would also be pretty good. I don't have a good answer. <laughs> okay, that's pass. Fair. Also, you get to hang out with Mega Man, who talks like this for Have some reason. Have you seen reason. all the all the people who are super excited that every Captain N character is in there now, except for uh, Kevin himself? Oh, really? No. Yeah, because no Simon idea. Belmont got added, so everyone's like, "Oh man, the Captain N crew is complete." <laughs> maybe, maybe Kevin this will is be in Smash, there. obviously, right? Yeah, Smash. Yeah. So everyone, everyone's hoping that there's going to be like a me outfit for like Captain N, and then that would be perfect. That'd be pretty good. And that does it for questions this week. Again, if you want to send them in next week, it's topdownrespective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Facebook group, uh, the Discord channel, and John's P.O. Box. What's your games of the week? Mm. Monster Hunter Cross. Dead Cells. Pacross. Always Pacross. Cool. Uh, A couple notes on Patreon stuff. Uh, The Sonic Adventure 2 episode is live now, uh, so go listen to that. That's a, that's an episode for sure. Um, there was some weird Patreon billing issues that a bunch of people got hit with last week. Uh, we got hit not too hard. I think everyone's sorted that out, but maybe check your billing information. Make sure it's all good. Yeah. And uh, next Friday, will the submission thread will go up. So if you're in the top tier, uh, look out for that around the time of next week's episode. Yeah. Anyways, see you guys later. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody.